everyone this is Cynthia LaShawn here in the lounge so I'm doing a quick mini solo episode just talking to you guys just checking up on everyone I know I know it's been a minute since the last um episode I'm still trying to get everything together but just work with your girl work with your girl but we got a lot of stuff coming up for this fall season so just be on the lookout for that but yeah on this episode we're just gonna talk about some mental health just check in with everyone make sure everyone is good um it is wednesday and i think like the date is uh, i get these days mixed up the 17th and yeah so last week was mental health week mental health awareness week which is October 7th through October 13th. October 10th was actual Mental Health Awareness Day to make mental health aware for everyone because it's still, sadly, a stigma. And luckily on that day, I really noticed on social media and also just want to congratulate and really um, admire everyone who was able to tell their story with mental health. And everyone, like, posts uh, awareness on social media to telling the experience with mental health whether it's like bipolar depression anxiety it's a lot of things that go under mental health and from that it really inspired me to really just talk about that especially with the seasons changing seasonal depression is very real i think it's called seasonal effect uh affective disorder i can't remember it forgive me you guys but i definitely know it's called seasonal depression and also just finals coming around the midterms around the corner um and just a lot of other stuff and i know it can just be draining so we're just going to talk delve into that topic for this episode but yeah i just want to uh, speaking of social media i really want to thank everyone who did did my uh did a poll i did a poll on mental health and a lot of you guys um really showed out so uh, my demographic is like mainly black people um like around my age from 18 to 25 and 82% said yes when i asked the question um people who have dealt with mental health issues or just in mental health in general and 80, 82% of you guys said yes, and 18% said no. And that was on my personal page with people that follow me. And then on my pod, podcast page, at the lounge pod, follow on Instagram, 80% of you guys voted yes as well, and 20% no. So that overall just tells you that it's not that uncommon. Um, recently, Forbes actually made an article stating that 30% of, um, sorry, you guys, depression went up 33%, up 40%, 47% among millennials. So I wonder, you, wonder if you're thinking, like, why is that? Well, it's like a lot of different factors. And we have to keep in mind that it's still a stigma and a lot of things do go unnoticed within a mental health, especially in certain communities. Um, we have clinical depression, like clinical disorders, like depression, anxiety, bipolar, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, 
etc. It's a lot of it's a lot of disorders, and which I have to say, I personally know a lot of people who have a lot of clinical disorders. Now, some people say, "Oh, they're depressed." Not saying it, it's a lot of undiagnosed depression and clinical um, diagnosed depression and things like that. And clinical is when you go to a doctor, like mainly a psychologist, we'll dive into those later on in this episode, where you talk to them and they evaluate you and then give you a clinical diagnosis. So sometimes there's people, a lot of, sadly, there's a lot of people who are undiagnosed and don't know that. So if you feel like you may um, have a a mental disorder, I really suggest and hope you can see a psychologist about that just to get tested because going um, through life undiagnosed can be very dangerous. Another factor is seasonal affective disorder. Finally got it right, got it right. And that includes like um, losing track of sleep, um, just feeling down, just being in a bad funk. So if you're in a really bad funk, it's probably because the season's changing, we're about to fall back with daylight savings so that could be a factor as well and then also you know you're probably wondering like why am I feeling down well it's probably work-related not feeling your job I have been there most definitely and as well not um feeling like you're moving forward in life I definitely from this year it's a lot of things I have applied for and I didn't get it and I know I know things don't go your way but it doesn't mean it don't get you down. And after when you hear so many no's, like constantly, oh, thanks for applying and things like that, it do weigh down on you mentally. And it can really have you doubting yourself and just really feeling down. As well as just not, maybe not work is probably school related. Like I said earlier, earlier midterms, the pressure of like maybe you're trying to get to college or grad school or just making sure you don't fail this class because you can't afford to be taking that class again because let's keep it real. In school, credits are expensive, okay? Or just feeling burnt out, and burnout is so real. If you ever feel like you're on the verge of burning out, take a break because nothing good comes from burning out. As well as relationship issues. Um, I know a lot of people going through that, um, especially with cuffing season, not making the draft pick. I know that can that that can be that can be a factor, or maybe you are in a relationship and just having issues with your partner. And relationships doesn't probably doesn't always include like dating. It can also include like family issues and friends as relationships, or maybe you have a recent loss. That can be very traumatizing and very hard to deal with, and can really affect your mental health so and and lastly another major factor that could be probably playing a role in you just not feeling your best or not really have you in the best mental space is probably social media social media with all the flexing and half the time all this flexing is really a facade people um buying clothes and taking pictures on them and returning them, which is true because I saw an article on that. People are really big time flexing on here, making you really doubt yourself and ask yourself, like, am I really living life? Having you feel like serious FOMO, fear of missing out, if you didn't know what that means. And yeah, flexing, like this quote unquote flexing on social media, as well as just 
depressing news um as with way social media is set up and news is set up right now all everything like it's so much news coming at us all at once especially as a black person and everything it can be very draining so draining and that's why I always tell people, especially my close friends, when they're feeling down and everything, always say, like, hey, just try to just take a break, a step back from social media and YouTube and Facebook and all that other stuff. Because at the end of the day, sometimes you just need to just detach yourself from that, you know. And when you know how to do that, that really helps. And before we just delve into this, I just want to just tell people that when it comes to mental health, just really, really keep in mind that it is worth taking the time out for. If you ever feel at a moment where you just need to step back, listen to your body and just take a step back. It's a part of being human. We not You're not going to be happy all the time. That's just it. Nobody's one emotion all the time. Like, you know how you're not, how you, are you always mad all the time? No, it's temporary. You know, it's always best. It's just, uh, it's just a season, no pun intended with season affection, season affective disorder. Sorry, you guys. It's, it's hard. It's 3 a.m. trying to record. But <laughs> it is um, just temporary, you know. So if you're feeling down, just know it's being human and you're just going through the human experience. But it's just temporary. It's not going to last forever. And is is and mental health is real, but as well as complex. It is not fake or fake news or fixed. But also keep in mind, it is not in your head. It's not in your head. It is a reason why you feel in some way, and that's why it's so important. And I tell people to really try to acknowledge it. What is bothering you? Because it's not just in your head or just something you made up. No, it's a real emotion that you have to um take care of. And lastly, don't ever, ever let anybody make you feel like it's make you weak. It's not, it does not make you weak to cry. It does not make you weak to express your feelings. I, in my opinion, I feel that people who do express themselves and are emotionally aware of themselves to be able to acknowledge their emotions... And not only that, acknowledge it within the self, not afraid to express it and tell other people. I feel like that makes you so strong because that takes so much strength. I was talking to one person um, a few weeks ago. We hung out and he told me, told me that um, he suffered from depression. And I was in shock because I'm not used to people, especially guys, express their mental health status as well being a able to be aware and also be able to just you know say it so casually and one thing I I gave that gained my respect as well really showed me that wow this person is really strong because that is so not easy to just casually talk about because sadly like I said earlier it's still a stigma around mental health mental health and we have to try to get rid of that stigma and Really let people know it's okay. It's okay to feel down. It's okay. But thing is, is like we have to be able to support each other. And that's why I'm so happy you're listening to it, to this episode today, because we are about to delve into that. Because um, 
it's not always that easy. I had my experience. I have felt burnt out, especially in college. And when you're just trying to make sure you you trying to get to the next level, like trying to make your family proud, bring home the good grades so you can do X, Y, and Z opportunities. Because depending on what you're trying to do in school, sometimes your grades really do matter as well as, you know, okay, you need the grades to get this internship or um, try to go to grad school or try to get this RA position because housing is expensive and you need that 3.0 to even land that interview for the RA position because um, you're not trying to be living off ramen noodles. <laughs> and you can do so much and also trying to do the on-campus activities and try to be a person active on campus and things like that and trying to be there for your friends and social life. It can burn you out not even just in college as well post-college too and post-college burnout is way different because you're just trying to do everything like you know trying to hustle and get your career started and just trying to be trying to do so much and it can burn you out I have like I said before I've dealt with burnout and it leads to lack of motivation sometimes it's I understand when somebody says they don't feel like getting out of bed. I know that feeling of just wanting to sleep all day. And it can be very, very difficult. And it's okay, you know. So that's why I've, that's why you just have to have a certain mindset and just have to really sometimes um, really have a good support system. And that's why we're going to have to talk about two different subjects when we get to this at this part. So we're going to talk about when a friend is dealing with mental health issues as well when you're dealing with it. So the first one is if you're the person dealing with it, these are my suggestions and tips and research that I have looked up. I am no way a professional, but I do recommend people looking up um, access uh looking up contact ways to get in contact with a professional but i am no way a professional this is my opinions of cynthia lachon from the lounge so but yeah here are some tips um when dealing with mental health uh, mental health find someone who you can talk to or be able to confine in luckily even though it's weird because at times I don't feel like I always have someone to talk to but then I do like to have someone to talk to I'm very fortunate enough to say I have a mom that's very understanding even though at times parents cannot always be so understanding but at but for the most part she's very understanding when I'm not having my best days or I'm in one of my little funky moods she listens to me as well as I have um, a couple of friends that I can confide in. One thing I had to understand is that not all of my friends are going to understand. Some people have not really experienced that in their lives or cannot really connect. Not trying, And that is not always that they always just don't care. Sometimes there's some people that just cannot connect with certain things because they haven't experienced it. Especially when um, it was a time where... It was a lot going on financially, and I really couldn't do as much. My family at the time couldn't really help me out. And then I just had to, like, 
get a certain job. Not stripping. I was like, I was working at a cashier's store when I was younger. And I was confiding to my friends. And they kind of was like confused. Like, why are you doing that? I would never do something like that. And at first, the way, it's not exactly what they said. It was like how they said it made me feel some type of way because well, what you trying to say, you know what I mean? But I also have to understand, like, they grew up differently as well have a different type of lifestyle and access where they don't have to do that. And I had to understand was really just that they just don't really understand. And it's not that I just cut them off because I do like them. I do like having them as a friend, but also to understand that when it comes to certain things, I just know not to talk to that person about that. But I knew I have another friend that had experience with that, that I knew I could talk to that will understand. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes when you do confide in certain people, just keep in mind that everyone might not understand, but do not take it personal. Another thing is, which is vital, what I say, I will um, try to make sure you put this on your list. Seek professional help or as well as psychologists or therapists like a specialist, anyone in your area. I know some people don't really go seek help because a lot of times they feel as if they can't afford it or it's for rich people. No, 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 no. There are so much, so many accessible ways to be able to seek help. If you're in college, especially if you go to Michigan State, there is a counseling center free of charge where you can go and speak to a professional and just talk to them as well as talk space and things like that. We'll have a dive into that later on in this episode. Um, If you have health insurance, you should be able to see a professional psychologist or therapist with like a little, with with a copay. If you don't have health care, I still believe you should be able to see um, a specialist. Um, They have like different ways of payment and ways of doing that. So you will have to... um, do some research within your area, which is like one Google click away. So definitely try to see, seek that. Journaling really helps. Sometimes maybe, what if you don't really have anyone to really talk to, express your thoughts to? I really recommend journaling. I have journaled before. It been it been times like I really just did not know how to say, really uh, say out loud how I felt to people. I wasn't really ready to talk about certain things. So writing really helped get my thoughts together. Have you ever just realized like you're trying to say something, but you just can't really say it out loud? Sometimes you may need to write it, write it down. Get you a little nice little um, journal from Dollar Tree or my favorite place is TJ Maxx on Marshalls. If you're listening, um, try to sponsor your girl. <laughs> But yeah, and just start journaling with some nice little candles, some music, and just get the writing. You can make it like a little nice experience, you know? And speaking of like music and candle self-care, um, I remember like with this really bad winter, I was in the house a lot, well, at my apartment a lot, and I was kind of down and everything. So I was like, okay, if I'm being inside all the time, let me like spruce up my space and do some self-care. So Try to see what makes you feel good. Maybe it's watching a funny movie. Maybe it's like watching memes. Like you got to be watching some memes on your phone or taking an Epsom salt bath with your favorite music playlist playing. 
with some light, light, lighted candles. I love good candle. Okay. That's why I keep recommending candles. Okay. But whatever makes you feel good, maybe just going to the nail salon and your nails done. Try to take some time out for some self-care. You know, sometimes um, at times we do so much and we forget to take care of ourselves and put ourselves first. So try looking to doing some self-care things and delete social media. Not saying you have to delete it permanently, but it is good to like step away from social media. And I'm not saying just log out. For me, sometimes I have to legit like delete the app off my phone because I I know my password and I was just like log in real quick. And I'm just like, I just logged out. Why am I getting back in? So trying to just delete the app, um, like Instagram or Twitter, even YouTube at times, just delete the app and just take a little social media cleanse, like probably like either even just a few hours or a day, maybe even two days, wherever you need long enough just to just get back to yourself at times. And also, even when you get it back on, I do recommend limiting your time on social media because it's so easy to spend, you think you spent five minutes and five hours just past being on your phone. I'm telling you, an endless scroll will pass time so quick. And that's not always a good thing. So I will recommend even after you do like a cleanse and a break from social media, I do recommend. And I mean, I not just recommend, highly recommend um, limiting your time or managing your time better. Like okay, when you do get on social media, don't get it, don't get on, don't get on it right in the morning when you woke up. You didn't even brush your teeth, you know. You didn't even take a shower yet, but yeah, you liking all these pictures. Like you did, you got funky breath in. You you liking pictures? I'm just saying, like you got to get your priorities right. Take your shower. Thank God for waking you up. I mean, if you believe in God, I mean, like thank him waking up or do some yoga, whatever that works for you. Brush your teeth. Get your clothes on. Put some fresh clothes on. Be funky from last night. And then get on social media. Like, don't... Let me... How do I How do I say this? Don't be the first thing you do in the morning and the last thing you do at night. It's good just to have priorities straight and just... Because it can be overwhelming and just, and just too much consumption. And too much of a good thing can be too much of a bad thing. And also... Um, I would say, in speaking of spirituality, I do recommend maybe meditate or pray, whatever whatever works for you. Now, I'm saying um, with prayer, always keep in mind when I say prayer, um, for me, I'm a Christian, and it's the saying that faith without work is dead. And one thing about Christianity, the history of Christianity, especially in the black community and mental health, is that sometimes people only pray and not seek help so nothing wrong with praying but i'm just saying if you're going to um pray and everything um still um try to seek help as well you know that is the faith part but you also have to put in the work when i say that so but that's a whole different discussion for a later date anyway Another thing is like get out, getting outside always helps, especially this beautiful fall. If you if you live in Michigan like me, it's very beautiful. Like get outside, just if you can just take a walk down up and down the street, 
you know, sometimes getting out the house, if it's just, like I said, a walk down the street, you know, that can just increase your mood. And um, also just changing your diet. Maybe it's what it's not always um, what you do. Is, yeah, because it also could be what you eat. So changing your diet or even changing your routine. Um, I remember um, earlier this year, I decided before, when I was staying in my apartment, we had a gym. And I remember when I entered 2018, I wasn't really happy with myself. And I was like in like in a little funk. And I hadn't before New Year's Eve, I remember I was just sleeping a lot. It was a lot of stuff going on. And I remember it was a time I did not even want to get out of bed. Like I said earlier, I was not wanting to get out of bed. I just remember I was sleeping the day away. And I told myself, I have to change. I don't want to feel like this anymore. And I told myself, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. Because I just felt like I was wasting my time. I was just letting the days just go by and go by. And so I, I just promised myself I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m., pray, make up my bed, and work out at 7 a.m. every day. If I don't do anything else, I don't do those three things. And when I did it, it started giving me purpose. To, purpose. It might not be like a big purpose, but it's something to just help get me back to myself. And just um, just having a little, having a purpose and things like that. And it just also helped with my mood and just made me feel better. And it's just something that worked with me. And then from there, I just remember I started cooking more. And, okay, I have all this energy throughout the day. Just making sure I've been be more productive because it was so much, so many things I wanted to do. But I wasn't staying up on top of myself. And... I even had a close friend tell me, like, you're not even trying to, you're not even living up to your full potential. And that really kind of hit a girl. I was like, dang, like, I'm really not being my best. And so it just really prompted me to take advantage of um, focusing what I'm in control of. Because in life, you can't control everything. You just can't. That's something I had to also for myself that I had to accept is that I can't control everything in my life. And so instead of worrying about what I can't control, I decided to worry what I can control. What I can control, I can control when I wake up. I can control what I do. I have control what I eat. You know, focusing on things what I can control really helped me get through on things I couldn't control. Like, I couldn't control not getting the opportunity I wanted. Okay, but what I can control is getting, working on my craft and what I can do to be able to get a, even a better opportunity, God willing. So that's my little sentiments on that that have worked for me and my research. And then the next part is, okay, I know you're probably listening, well, Cynthia, I'm not really going through it, going through all that. I'm chill, but I have a friend that's going through that. And, or you might have a friend that's going through that. You probably don't even know. Um, when people who have friends dealing with mental health, mental health um, it's a lot of things you have to keep in mind. I have been on the flip side. I have had friends, multiple friends. And family members that have dealt with mental health. And it's a lot of things we have to keep in mind when 
um, dealing with other people who are going through things such as this. Um, like really, first of all, just being aware. Have you noticed, do you like really think to yourself, is there a friend, like a good close friend of yours that you haven't really heard from in a while? You know, maybe you guys used to talk every day and calls again less and less, or you probably haven't heard from them in weeks, maybe even months. I mean, um, instead of having that mindset, like, yes, 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 the phone works both ways. It works both ways. That is true. My old, I had an old friend that told me that. But also, maybe it do work both ways, but maybe somebody, maybe there's a reason why they're not calling. And not probably because of you. Maybe it's probably they had a loss. Like, really just sometimes take the time out just to check up on people. Even if they're not even going through anything, if somebody even just hit hit your mind, take the time out just to just call up and check on them. Sometimes people hit just hit my thoughts. I'm just like, let me just act on this real quick. You never know where you might call. There's maybe that 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 one checkup. Sorry, guys. Sometimes I stutter a little bit. It's three a.m. It's three a.m. Y'all. But um, as I was saying, sometimes just that one phone call or text just to say, "Hey, you good? I was just thinking of you," can just make someone day. You never know what one action can do for somebody. And um, and as I continue, like when a friend is dealing with mental health, maybe they do respond back and say, hey, I'm good. Or maybe they're not really good. And they and things are going not too good for them. Um, I always say, ask what they need or what you can do. Sometimes <laughs> I can be... A little bit too much of a fixer. Don't be a fixer, y'all. Um, and just try to tell them, well, you need to do this, do that. No. Before you do all of that, just simply ask, well, anything you need me to do or anything I can help you with, you know, that can just go a long way. And if they don't be, if they're not so open to it or not so reciprocal of it, don't take it personal, um, mental health is a very tricky, complex thing. And if you're not a professional, you only can do so much. So try not to take it personal, but let them know you're here and ask them if they, like I said earlier, if there's anything they need, open that door for them to just know that that door is open. You can't force them to come in now. You can't force them like, grab them like, Hey, come through this door so I can help you and love you. You can't do that. But it's good to let them know and see that, hey, this door is open. Now, you can stay there and you don't have to come in. But if you want to come in, I'm here with open arms now. Like, I'm here. So those are things to, um, you want to do to, you know, be a good friend, a good confidant. And stay, you know, uh, stay, um balance and give them space so you don't want to be overbearing it's very easy to be very overbearing like every day what you need what you need what you need and just be very aware of how they're reciprocating to them and really listen to them and they say hey i need some space give them their space and space don't mean like don't talk to them at all maybe like once a month or every few weeks however you feel in your spirit hit them with the hey you good Hey, have a great day or something like that, you know? But in a major, major key, DJ Khaled voice is to encourage them to seek professional help. 
like I said, you have to keep in mind, people, that you guys, a lot of you guys are not professionals. And if you are professionals, hey, if they ask for help, you have to, if they ask for help, then you help them. But if you don't, if they don't, you don't. But encourage them to seek professional help because there's only so much that you can do. And let them know, because a lot of people don't seek professional help because a lot of times they feel like, oh, if I see a therapist or psychologist, that means I'm crazy. It's like I said earlier, it is a lot of stigma built into various communities that look down upon mental health and seeking help or speaking out about it. A lot of people grow, grow up in certain households where they have like what happens in this house stays in this house, which is very detrimental. So... That's why I always recommend people like don't ever call your friend crazy or they stupid for how they feel. First of all, you even say that um not judging, but I don't think you're that that make you a really good friend for you to be saying stuff like that to somebody. Like you don't downplay some person's a person's feeling, validate their feelings. Let them know it is okay for them to feel how they feel and they want to cry. Let them know it is safe and okay for them to cry because it's very hard for people to deal with certain emotions, especially not used to it or n- never had the chance to really deal with them. So really try to promote them, seek professional help. And um, try to, you know, do what you can to help with their recovery. As I said before, ask them what they need or what you can do. And lastly, this is something, if you don't remember anything, if you don't remember anything that I said, just keep this in mind. Don't take on their burdens. You only can do so much. Don't sacrifice your own self. Okay? Now, I really, guys, need you to really take that in mind. I'm telling you that from experience from myself. I have encountered people in my life, very close people, who, you know, being um, someone that's really caring, um, I had to find that line of not taking on their burdens and having understand myself, like, I can only do so much. Because at the end of the day, they're they going to do what they want to do, you know. And that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes, but that's something that's very imperative to keep in mind that at the end of the day, they're going to do what they're going to do. You only can do so much, okay? And always just keep, that's what I always say, at least try to be there. So if it, God forbid if anything happens, at least you can say you tried, okay? But those are my little tidbits on if you're dealing with mental health or have a friend or maybe not even just a friend, a family member or a significant other that's dealing with mental health and how to um, uh, come across that. And then lastly, um, before we close out on this little mini solo episode, well, being that over 30 minutes, I don't know if that's really mini, but um, before I just close out, I just want to give out some resources Um just for the suicide hotline is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And if you or anyone you know is dealing with suicide, um, the number is 1-800-273-8255. That again is 1-800-273-8255. 
And then what I said earlier about Talkspace. Now, if you're new to podcast spaces, um, I know about Talkspace from podcasts, from various podcast shows. And it's like an online um, professional therapy service. You can just look it up uh, online as well. I think they have it on the App Store. And you can text or call your therapist. And you don't really need health insurance. I don't think so. Yeah, you don't. You just probably it's probably I think like twenty dollars or forty dollars a month. I'm not completely sure on the price, but you just have this um flat rate price you pay every month, and you have access to professionals, not just anybody just talking to. Like, no, these are legit professionals. People went to school for this and everything, and you can talk to them about what's going on because, like I said earlier, maybe you don't really have someone you could talk to or. Maybe you don't have access to get to a therapist or psychologist. This is a great resource for you guys. So please tell me how that goes for you. Um, you can probably notify your healthcare provider um, and maybe see on your options on therapy and psychi- psychologists. Um, I know if you have healthcare, you can, if the way it goes, if you go, your insurance would pay the a portion of your visit and you probably like have like a $20 copay maybe sometimes $10 I have a lot of friends that go see um professional help some have therapists some have psychologists and they only pay like probably like a 10 or $20 copay because a lot of them have insurance if you don't have insurance have no fear if you don't want to use talk space you want to have in-person um therapists or psychologists there are particular places and people that will still see you, um, you just have to like work out a way to pay for. There's a lot of various payment options, so I really tell people to like look into that as well. And I know if you're listening to this, if you're new to um, about therapy and professional help, and wondering what's the difference between a therapist and psychologist, because I know for a minute I was curious about you know checking that out, and I was like, okay. Which one do I need? So have no fear. Cynthia's here. Here are some differences. And so you can see which one best best suits you. Now, a therapist and psychologist are not that much different from each other. They only have like a slight difference. Both of them are people who are professionals who went to school um, that, that went to school that you talk to about your personal issues some have more schooling than others some are just simply like life coaches so it really uh depends so we're gonna start with therapists a therapist goal is to help patients make decisions and clarify their feelings to solve problems it includes like um psychologists life coaches um a therapist can come in different professions that's how I'm going to say that you know there's some psychologists that do therapy or some psych um, life coach life coaches that um are therapists as well uh therapists can include psychiatrists as well psychiatrists now the difference between psychologists and psychiatrists is that psychologist somebody you talk to as well a psychiatrist is someone that provides the medication um a psychologist have an ad- advanced degree in psychology, so they more have like a doctorate's degree. 
Um, a lot of psychologists may do research or therapy. A psychologist diagnose disorders or problems in their patients and clients. Now, that's the biggest thing that you have to keep in mind for the difference between a therapist and a psychologist. Now, a therapist is not going, usually is not going to diagnose you. A psychologist will really diagnose you if you either um, clinically depressed, bipolar, or um, have anxiety. And then when they diagnose you, they're able to subscribe um, medicine for you to help deal with that, contacting the psychiatrist. So hopefully you see that you see how that works. Therapist is more somebody you just talk to, try to um, make a, try to help you got maneuver through your life a psychologist more so i see get you diagnosed so i suggest more like i said i'm not professional i'm just saying my opinion i suggest more if if you feel like you're showing symptoms of like severe depression or feeling like you having like bipolar episodes and you feel like you you showing symptoms of that i definitely suggest more seeing a psychologist like I said, you could talk to your psychologist as well, but see maybe if you need um, more medication to help you with dealing with those emotions. A therapist is more for a, like, I would say, if you just feel like you maybe be going through a funk or maybe you having relationship issues, things like that. It just depends on how you feel. It depends on how you feel and we feel like most will most benefit you. And another thing about psychologists, they offer, um, they help patients and clients make decisions and clarify feelings as well. And they also provide support and guidance. So, um, like I said, it's not that big of a difference. This one give you medication, the other one more so give you, try to give you the, um, the major keys to try to help you become a better person. So that's how it, that's how it kind of goes. So hopefully, um, if you're looking to look more into that, um, just Google, see some research, and just reach out. You'll be surprised, like I said, how so many people are dealing with the same thing. So really hope that this episode really helped you guys out. Um, Try to stay supportive. Like I said, if you if you or anyone you know is going through any little funks or just feeling down, just know it's just temporary. It will pass, and you're going to get back to yourself sooner or later, okay? So before I head out, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Cynthia LaShawn. As well, follow the lounge pod. That's T-H-E-L-O-E. U-N-G-E-P-O-D on Instagram. And yeah, please hit me up. Let me know what you think about this episode. I want to shout out to everyone who loved the financial episode with me and Miss Tylene. Thank you for the support. Thank you for all the questions you guys asked and everything. And new announcement, not only on Apple Podcasts, you're also on Spotify, okay? So we out here, multi-platforms. And please hit me up if it's any more episodes you want me to, um, any episode ideas you guys have or any topics. I would love to listen to them because a girl always trying to figure out something new to do. 
So yeah, talk to you guys later. Bye.